Hey Rosettes, so I am back with another one. Um, hey Rosettes, this is Yanni Rose and welcome back to Blooming with Yanni Rose. <laughs> so today we're going to get into some, you know, some touchy things. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and keep listening. So I'm not going to lie, like, this is my first episode and I'm like super, super nervous. Like, I'm going to just be honest, like, I am super nervous. I don't know why, like, do y'all get nervous when like you're doing something for like the first time? Let me know because it's it's very nerve wracking, especially when you have to go off of like other people's um, exception, and it's not exception, but you know, you know, people are going to be seeing what you do and people are going to be judging what you do, you know? So today we're going to be talking about just my childhood growing up black and yeah, we're just going to get into it. <laughs> this is so, ah. so if you don't know, I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee on December 1st, 1993. <laughs> and yeah, I was born in Chattanooga that is like pretty much where all my family is like my grandma my dad is there now um my mom's family like it's such a small town if you haven't been there it's literally such a small town and everyone pretty much knows everybody <laughs> so yeah that's kind of that um I'm not gonna get into like how it was conceived and like the story behind that because I feel like that's my mother's personal business however um my mother and dad were not together um she was actually with someone else at the time <laughs> so yeah that's how I came about um I feel like my childhood like already started in drama and I say that because of literally just what I said and I've feel as though since everyone knew my mother was with someone else even my grandma like she would go around like you know just talking ish about my mother like she didn't know who she was what she was doing with her son y'all know how grandmas not even grandmas like y'all know how mothers can be with their sons they don't feel like nobody gets good for them <laughs> and that's on period so yeah I feel like when I was in my mother's belly, I feel like it was so much drama going on. And with that, I do believe in the concept of a baby feels that. Like when you're pregnant, that's why I always respect women like trying to have healthy pregnancies. I hate when people like try to attack women while they're pregnant or just stressing them out while they're pregnant because I do believe in that the baby can feel that. I really do. And with me having mental health issues, I really feel like I was born with that. I feel like the stress that my mother was going through, I felt that in internally being inside of her. And I feel like that's why now I'm so um, emotionally sensitive to certain situations. And I'm, I used to be, I don't want to say I am anymore, but I used to be very codependent on other people's feelings because even growing up seeing my mother go through stuff, I always felt like I had to be the one to take care of her. And honestly, I feel like 
that's another like hood mentality in a sense. I feel like a lot of people that was raised in the hood, we do, we see how much our parents, well, not even our parents, let's, let's not give my dad too much credit, <laughs> but I feel like we see how much our mothers, especially if you grew up in a single household, like you see how much your mother sacrificed to the point where growing up, you're not able to be a child. Like you're not able to like just really have fun. You're worried on you're worried about like getting a job, getting money, like supporting your helping your family, helping your mother, giving back to your mother. It's like you're not even allowed to be a child and like enjoy your childhood. And I feel like that was me to the point that you may try to reach out for those things as an adult. And that was my problem. That still is my problem. Like I'm still learning how to like reparent myself and like get over certain things. But, um, but yeah, I feel like with all that stress that living in poverty or like living in the hood and like having hood mentalities, I do feel like that is an extension of, (sighs) slavery oh my god I know how some people may feel about that but that's just my opinion I feel like it's a lot of things that our ancestors went through that that kind of like is in our DNA like it's in our spirit and what I mean by that is I feel like even with like the weapons that our ancestors got from their masters I feel like we carry that on because It was kind of all they knew, you know, it was the only punishment that they knew. So generation and generation used that method to punish or discipline their children or others, you know, like just violence. And I feel like that on top of, I feel like that on top of the stress of living in poverty, like trying to take care of kids, trying to be a single parent, like, you know, trying to make it trying to make something out of yourself I feel like that stress on top of that does cause a lot of abuse in black homes and I am a person that I I do not believe in whoopings I know I've had this conversation so many times with my followers I kind of touched on some things with my followers and express my thoughts on that so I feel like for a long time, I was very naive. I was very naive to what mental abuse was, emotional abuse, and even physical abuse. I was very naive to what that looked like and how that affected me. And I feel as though it's mainly because (laughs) as black people, we are taught like, oh, you do something, you, you get your ass beat. Like, that's just that. And I feel like... That is very, very, very toxic. Um, It makes you feel like, well, I don't want to speak for other people. It made me feel like I didn't have a voice sometimes. And that's why growing up as a little girl, a lot of things that happened to me or things that may were said to me or things that would happen, I would never really speak up. My mom was like, oh, you need to speak up. But it's like, how would you, how do you expect your child to speak up in the real world and like stand up for themselves if they can't even do that to you if you're like so dominant to the point where you're beating their ass in a sense like 
you're whooping them like to the extreme to where they have bruises like you're physically harming them to where they're scared of you like I've heard this saying so many times like you know parents especially black parents love to say like I'm not your friend like I'm your parent like um you need to put fear in your child's heart like I just I don't agree with that I feel like it causes so many internal issues when you get to an adult that people I feel like a lot of black people that I know just don't want to accept that they don't want to understand and they don't want to see that some of those things were wrong like some of those things were effed up situations and some of those things do affect you in your adulthood um so as far as me a lot of people always want to know about my abuse like now I am old enough I am mature enough to understand that it was it was abuse what my mom did um literally I feel like I got whooped like it's a difference between like getting a spanking, but I literally got my ass beat. I remember one time, I don't even remember what I did. <laughs> a lot, nine times out of 10, I don't remember what I did because I was so traumatized by the physical abuse in that moment that I don't even remember how it happened and what caused it in a sense. Um, so just as a little girl, I y'all, I literally remember getting my first whooping. Like I remember I peed in the bed. Like I was young, I was young. Like I had, I know I wasn't even five yet. The fact that I remember that, because you know they say that a child's memory doesn't even develop that much until they're about five or six. So I had to be like probably about three or four. Um, and I remember I peed in the bed, and my mom told me to go outside and get a switch. This is when we were still living in Tennessee. She told me to go outside and get a switch and I was just so confused of like okay why am I going outside to get a switch again like who said that <laughs> um and of course she whipped me with the switch and she made me get in like hot hot water like honestly now I I think my skin is like always so dry like y'all always talk about me being ashy and I honestly feel like it, it because it's been a lot of times where my mom literally made me getting like I won't say it was like boiling water to the point like but it was hot like it was you know how you run water and you're like you stick your toe in it and it's like oh like let me run some cold water or let, let me cool it off no she would like physically make me sit in it like and I would literally be in there crying um and that in itself has made me like be very what's the word it, it has made me be very hmm, hmm, it has made me be oh I'm getting emotional it has made me be very naive to what that caused in my adult life I have it's getting better but I can sometimes have a bad habit with not taking care of my hygiene like not brushing my teeth or like not taking showers and I know that may sound literally disgusting to some people but it's like me being traumatized by hygiene in a sense made me not want to do it for a long time or made me be scared of doing it for a long time because 
Um, I always talk about this too. I feel like in the black community, I've seen like parents to tell you to do stuff. They would tell you, tell you, drill it, drill it in you, tell you what you need to do, but they never show you how. <laughs> and when it comes to hygiene, like my mom never really like taught me like when it what to do when it comes to feminine hygiene. So a lot of the stuff I had to learn on my own or by videos or like just being around other women. I do have other two older sisters. So just seeing what they do <laughs> or just, you know, watching them as I grew up, like shaving and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that wasn't the first time she did that. It was another time I remember this is a very like personal family story that only people that know, I don't even think Travis knows. Only people that know is my mother and my sisters. So I remember one time my sister, one of my sisters was in the bathroom, like, <laughs> and I had to shit. <laughs> I don't know what, what I ate that day, but I've always had like a kind of weak stomach. <laughs> so y'all I had to shit I literally had like it was about to come out so I'm literally beating on the door like girl let me in like I got a boo-boo <laughs> she refused to let me in but it was coming out so guess what I just sharded shitted on the floor and of course my mother beat my ass and I remember with that even I think that's the one that I remember the first, the the worst with the hot water thing because she was so mad that I, you know, shit it on the floor. Um, but it's like in that moment, yes, I know I shouldn't have shit it on the floor, but if I had to shit, like she wasn't letting me in the bathroom. So it's like when parents beat you or like whoop you for stuff that like kind of someone else calls because we only had one bedroom at the time it was four girls with only one bathroom I mean so it's just like where you're literally beating my ass like y'all I remember I had a big ass like it was blue it was almost like blue black bruise on my leg about a good like it was big I want to say it was about like eight to 10 inches, like a oval. It was huge. Like the bruise that I had, I remember going to school the next day and I could barely even like walk, but I feel like that is, that incident is where like the hot water thing was like hot. Like that's, if I think about the hot water thing, that is what comes to mind. Um, yeah, like it's crazy. And I feel like a lot of those whoopings or beatings or whatever like whatever you want to call it cause a lot of PTSD and I didn't realize that until I got older but this story this little thing that I'm about to tell y'all is like I think about it like so much so much now that I'm like in the process of healing however it was so traumatic that I blocked it out of my memory like I honestly had forgot that it even happened until I went to therapy and I kind of started like, like, dang, like, why am I like, I get so anxious, like when people yell because my mom yells and I equate yelling to, okay, someone's about to physically harm me. So that's why, like, I never been in abusive relationships because if somebody, yell, if I see you yell over the smallest thing, I would have left, like, because I take yelling as like, you're you about to do something to harm me because that's what my mom did but I remember one night not even was it night no one let's like say one evening I was in was that in high school no I was in middle school at the time 
um it was a Friday y'all I remember it so vividly it's crazy like it was a Friday I came home you know I was at school you know having fun it's a Friday yay I get home listening to music you know whatever I get in the shower by the time I get in the shower my mom's on the way home um and with this by the time I get out the shower she's at by the time I get out the shower she's at the door the bathroom door so I go in my room I still have my robe on not robe (laughs) my towel or like wrapped around me so at this point I'm like frantic like I feel like this is kind of where my anxiety started but I never knew it was anxiety (laughs) I never knew what that feeling was until like you know I got older but I'm just like frantic in this moment I don't know what's going on I'm like she has a hanger in her hand I'm just like what (laughs) so she's like yeah what I tell you about having teachers call me at work like my mom biggest thing was like don't disrespect me at school to the point where your your teachers are calling me at work so I'm literally startled y'all I'm like what are you talking about like I, I didn't even know the teacher called you I didn't even do anything today I didn't get into trouble the teacher didn't say nothing to me so she's like you calling the teacher a liar I'm just like well I don't even know what she told you so I can't I, I don't know what's going on so at this point I'm crying because I know I'm finna get a whooping for something I don't even know what the, what I did I don't know what the teacher said like it was no communication with that so at this point I'm crying I'm like I want to call the police because at this point I'm in middle school so I already know what's to come when it comes to like the whoopings and the beatings and what she's about to do but it's like something was different about this day. I feel like she maybe was stressed out from work. It's like I could see the fury like in her eyes. And she. I just felt like she was just about to take it all out on me. So I'm like, I want to call the police. So my mom had this thing, like I said earlier, it's like, I want to put fear in your heart. So she's kind of like, well, I'm the police. Like you call the police, what they going to do? You can't go nowhere. Like, and that's very, looking back, that's very like, very toxic, very emotionally abusive, very mentally abusive. It's like, I can abuse you. I can do whatever you I want to you because I'm your mother and your dad isn't in your life and nobody else is going to take you. So you pretty much, you have to deal with what my rules, my parenting, whatever I want to do, you have to deal with it. You have to suffer the consequences of that or whatever. So y'all, nine times out of 10, not even nine times out of 10, long story short, she just starts hauling ass, like just beating my ass with the hanger. Like I literally have a mark on my leg from that incident because she was hitting me so hard with the hanger, the hanger broke and she's still hitting me after the hanger broke. So the hanger cut my leg. I'm bleeding. She's dragging me by my hair down the hallway, like going off, like, and I'm just so startled, like, so traumatized like it's like I don't even know what's happening at this point she puts me in the at this point I'm naked because I I had on my towel at this point she literally puts me in the garage um and she has done this to my sister before like put us in the garage and I do understand she has opened up and said that like her mom used to like put her in the closet I'm trying to talk fast through this so I don't get emotional. Um, yeah, so I know that her mom used to put her in the closet. So it's it's kind of like what you know, in a sense, what you've seen your mother do. So you're going to do the same thing. 
but um yeah that was very 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 like traumatic um and with that since my mom and my dad like didn't have a great relationship I never felt I never felt secure enough to tell anybody like I never told still to this day I never told my grandma I never told my dad about any of the things like abusive things or um, things that my mom said because I was always scared and you know growing up black is always what happens in this house stays in this house like don't tell nobody your business so I took that to heart because I felt like well shoot I don't want to tell my grandma or my dad what she did and like it gets back to her and I get my ass beat again like it was a very toxic abusive um situation that I was in um with this my mom moved like every two years so with this I feel like that is kind of what caused my codependency and I say that because with her moving every two years moving so frequently I was never able to build solid friendships and I'll get into another segment about friendships and stuff like that in my life but I was never able to build solid friendships because we moved all the time and with that I became so codependent on her um, because at that point it's like, I'm all you have. And, she, and it's like, she even drilled that in my head. Like your grandma don't want you, your daddy don't want you. Like I'm all you got, like, and you got to respect me cause I'm your mother and I do for you. And I put a roof over your head. It's almost like I praise the Lord. Like I'm so grateful that I have never gotten into a abusive relationship with a man because just going from that for my mom I can see how easy it is for a woman to get in those type of situations that's why I try not to judge women that are in those situations because I do understand that it could come from a lifelong like history of abuse like mental abuse physical abuse and all of that and um with me being so codependent on her and us moving all the time and me not talking to my dad so around the time I was like five we moved to Atlanta and I was so heartbroken because before that when we lived in Tennessee I was always with my grandma that's why I always talk about my grandma like I'm so close to my grandma because in my eyes as a little girl like she was my escape she was who wow I'm okay bear with me y'all I'm just trying not to get super emotional um but yeah as a little girl she was my escape like I can go over there and have fun like kind of I don't want to say do what I want but you know she would get me out the house we would do things um like she was really really nice like literally she was the opposite like the polar opposite of my mother so that's why I kind of gravitated to her more and I feel like even with that my mom never understood it's like oh I take care of care of you I do for you like I do all of this it's like kind of why do you respect her more and of course as a little girl or as a child you just want your parents love you know you don't most kids don't care, especially at a young age. Most kids don't care that you paying the bills and they got a roof over their head. Most kids are like, well, are, do I feel loved by you? Do I feel comfort? Do I feel security? Do I feel protected? Are we having fun together? Like, that's what 
you know, most kids do. And I feel like with mothers, those are your first best friends as females. However, I do understand and I've like read this somewhere that hurt daughters hurt daughters. So now that I'm older, like I'm learning to forgive all of the things that she did. However, I do understand that, like I said, hurt daughters hurt daughters. So if you are someone that has a toxic relationship with your mother or you have an abusive relationship with your mother, it's going to be hard. But I like recommend like just trying to step outside of yourself and see what did they grow th- go through to like reciprocate that back onto you as their daughter, in a sense. So I really feel like now I'm able to like heal from those things. I'm able to look back and see the things that I didn't like. And I'm able to say I didn't like them. And I'm able to speak up about how I feel. I'm able to understand I don't want to say I'm able to understand why those things happen, but I'm able to understand what may have caused it, what may had what may have triggered it in a sense. And with that, it has made me a little more secure in myself and a little more secure in my relationships now because I feel like growing up black is already something I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's something that's already traumatic in a sense. Just coming into the world black, especially a black woman, like coming into the world as a black woman, I've, everyone knows (laughs) we are literally the most, I feel the most like hated, disrespected, like humans, like they already don't like the black man, but I feel like People can't stand black women, especially now that we're doing so good. And I'm so proud of like black women. I just, uh, whew, trying to get through this segment is like hard. It's hard, y'all. Um, But yeah, I just really respect black women. I'm really proud of black women because it's like we've came so far. Like just seeing, especially like my friends, me being so young, being able to accomplish so much. I love it. Like, I, yeah, I just feel like growing up black has its, has its issues, has its toxicity, but I feel as though it also has some blessings in it. You know, I don't want to make every, every episode so sad and so, um, negative because I did learn a lot from my mother. I did learn a lot from being black and with that I've learned how to be independent I've learned how to take care of myself I've learned family values like family over everything is like my the most cliche like motto that I live by everybody knows that about me family over everything like I put my family first all the time I take care of my family when I can I work Woo, I didn't think this was going to be this hard. But I, oh God. I bust my ass, y'all. Like, I bust my ass. I work so hard 
to give back to my family, to help my sisters when I can, to give back to my grandma when I can, to give back to my mom when I can. Like, y'all have seen it if you watch my vlogs. Like, I try to do for my family as much as I can because at the end of the day, it takes a village to raise a child. So everyone plays their part in your upbringing and everyone plays a part in who you are today. So having that respect level of wanting to give back like working hard for yourself and take care of your taking care of yourself is supporting important but wanting to give back is like or being able to is such a blessing it really is like I feel like it helps you recreate the narrative of some relationships I feel like it helps you recreate the narrative of a very toxic and negative childhood in a sense um and yeah so that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that before I But yeah, that's pretty much um, all I have to say about that before. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on that segment. It is a lot of things that I spoke about in this segment that I am going to break down into more detail specific segments. So look out for that. I hope y'all enjoyed. However, we do have to go over our letters. So I will be doing letters or write-ins um maybe sometimes calls at the end of each segment that has something to do with the segment um today's letter is from yan the mom um she sent me a dm on instagram and reading it kind of just really y'all it touched me i feel i don't know i i just related to it so much so this is what she said i don't say any of this to speak trashly on my life so I grew up in a single parent home, mother, me, and my younger sister. And me and my little sister are five years apart. And over the years, I had to be kind, <laughs> like the second mom to my sister, could never really enjoy the sisterly role. Now my biological father has been in my life, but didn't live in the same state, but did the whole what good he does for me thing. Even <laughs> even child support, I never seen it. And that's not what you ask for as a child. Just crave the relationship be he has with my twin brothers. I also seen my mother get abused physically. So I thought that was all I would be worthy of. Also seeing my mother be with other women multiple times. So after seeing all of this, I thought I would never, I would get no more when I got older. As as we got older, I feel like my mom was also always so hard on me, but my little sis had like an easy pass and I felt like this was history repeating itself in my family cycle. I really don't want my son to feel that. Now, after being with my fiance and son, his father, same person, I feel like sometimes I sabotage my, my relationship to have and reflect what I'm used to seeing that I will self-corrupt. I don't 
want that. But I do, you know, when it's all you've ever known. Now, to this day, mom literally bent over backwards for my sister. But I feel like I'm always the last to be cared about or she just knows I will always be fine. I just feel like I'm an outcast and kind of always be. So I kind of relate to some of this because you would think being the youngest daughter, like I was spoiled and I had it all and I was able to do whatever. And that was a part of the case. Like I was spoiled a little bit. I kind of got what I wanted. However, since my older sisters did a lot of stuff (laughs) and they kind of like betrayed my mother's trust and did things I feel like when it got to me, I wasn't really able to do anything. I feel like I was like isolated and sheltered a lot. So I feel her on that. Um, Also. Yeah, and also I feel like it correlates to what I was saying before as like as a little kid, you don't you want the relationship with your parents. You want your parents to be somewhat your friends, you know. You want to have a connection with your parents. You want to be able to talk to your parents about anything. Um and like she said, seeing what your parents do, seeing what your parents allowed really molds you especially your mother seeing what your mother allows other men to do or seeing what your mother um accepts in people really molds you as a woman um it unconsciously teaches you what to accept what you're worthy of and what is you know good or bad in a relationship so i totally feel her on that And I also feel her on, it's a lot of things I I used to do, I kind of still do when it comes to Travis and my marriage that I saw my mother doing. And I never realized it, I never realized it until I was watching Ayanla, I love Ayanla, and she kind of said, you cannot run away from something if you don't know what you're running towards. And with that, it's like, if you have a mother or father or anybody in your life and you're like, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to do what they did. I don't want to accept what they accept. If you don't know how to get to the opposite of that spectrum, then you're not, you're going to run right into being that person. You're going to literally evolve right into them you're going to do everything that you saw them do because you don't have any knowledge or guidance when it comes to what do I need to do to not be like that but so a lot of times we are so focused on 
not doing something, not being like somebody, not accepting what they accept. But it's like, we don't know how to not do that. So I definitely feel her. My advice for this marriage, I mean, (laughs) I would say for this marriage, my advice for this message is definitely work on yourself. And this is something that I had to realize now Like I said, the only way you're going to get over this, the only way you're going to fix this, I hate the word fix. The only way you're going to heal from this and evolve from this is if you do your your work. The good thing is that you do have, you do have the first step, which is acknowledgement. You do acknowledge and you do see that you may have an issue, that you may have things that you need to heal from. So the next thing that you have to do is take action in that healing process. Take action into you. Focus on you because at the end of the day, things around you are not going to be aligned. Things (laughs) things around you are not going to be aligned with what you want. And what I mean by that is things around you are only going to align with who you are today and what you're doing today. And I say that because if you recognize that you have a problem and you're not doing anything about it, that toxicity is going to align your life. You're going to see toxic energy all throughout your life. But once you start healing yourself, once you start... um, breaking down some of those barriers, forgiving your mother, forgiving your dad, forgiving yourself for doing things, you will start to see that your life is going to start aligned with the new you. And you're going to have way much more fulfillment in life. You're going to be way more happy, way more content with life when you work on you first and let that kind of just spill into your life. So yeah, I love you. I wish you the best and I hope everything gets better for you. So yeah, that is the end of this episode, episode one. I hope you all enjoyed. This was really, really hard for me, (sighs) but it's a release. It's really good to talk about things and get things off your chest. So if you ever have that opportunity, then please do so. So yeah, I will see you and well, I can't see (laughs) y'all. Well, I will talk to y'all in my next episode. So look out for that. And yes, love you. Always stay beautiful and stay blooming and always focus on growth. Love you.